Today's episode of The Media Files is supported by Lift Period. Lift Period provides first-time menstruators with everything they need to prepare them for their first period. This is a new and exciting time in your child's life, and Lift Period is determined to give your child a better experience of starting their period than any of you had. No more embarrassing conversations or hiding tampons up their sleeve. Periods aren't weird or gross, and Lift Period is here to help them celebrate, not just tolerate. Buy a box today at liftperiod.com and use code MEDIAFILES5 to get $5 off. That's liftperiod.com. For me, it's 10.08 p.m. on February 23rd, 2022. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is the man with the plan, the master of winners himself. Frank, welcome back to the Media Files. Well, howdy, Kyle. <laughs> howdy do. <laughs> Man, how's the uh, hey, how's the food truck business going with the with the heavenly dogs? Uh, not bad, not great though. Uh, this is the slow season because it's winter. Uh, it was actually it was a negative one with the wind chill today. I was about to say, yeah, winter in Colorado. A lot of people probably aren't out, aren't out like getting. Food truck dogs, right? I had a job and I just canceled. I was like, there's no way. For, for one, it's cold for me. I also, my, my father, who is a disabled veteran, does not do well in the cold and I wasn't going to drag him out in all this. Sure, sure. So he helps you out on the truck? Um, You could say that. He sits there and barks waters. So, yes. Okay. Good <laughs> enough. But he, you, but he, you know but what? Casey Company. I feel like a hot dog truck needs the old Italian guy sitting there barking orders, though. Like, that's... It's not it's not a food truck without it. And honestly, you know what we do most of the time? Because we have a TV in there. We sit there and we watch Westerns. We got an antenna in the car and we watch Westerns. Funny. You should bring that up because that's the very topic we're talking about today, Frank. Food Are you ready? Well, should we jump into it? Okay. Let's do it. This week we're talking about 1883. is the newest show from Taylor Sheridan on Paramount+. Plus. Acting is a pseudo-prequel to the hit show Yellowstone, 1883 tells the story of the Dutton family and their trek out west with a band of European immigrants. 1883 premiered on December 19th, 2021 with 10 episodes in the first season, nine of which have aired so far. 1883 stars Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Isabel May, Mark Risman, and LaMonica Garrett, amongst many others, and a second season 
has already been ordered and announced. Uh, this show has been a lot of fun. I've been waiting a long time to talk about this show because a lot of my close circle of friends are not watching this show, but you are the one person I know who's really into it. A couple people at work, but you as well. So let's start with you, Frank. How are you feeling overall on 1883? Gosh, I almost want to call it Yellowstone every time. 1883, how are you feeling? Uh, for one, I'm the, I do the same thing over and over. I'm constantly calling this Yellowstone. I am in absolute love with 1883. Uh, I mean, we're, we're showing the story of the first Duttons. The Duttons are the, the, the major players of Yellowstone, um, which is set in present day. So, you know, uh, we, got, we got to go generations back and they're doing the Oregon Trail. I mean, what a unique idea for a show. Like just the hardships of the Oregon Trail. I did not. I played the game when I was a kid. I did not realize how much it sucked to go that west. And they're only going west from what, Tennessee? Yeah, they start in Tennessee is is at least where the Duttons are from. Which I'm, I'm assuming the, the immigrants had to come through probably New York. That's probably the major point. But what a freaking trip these people put on. Uh, and, yeah, it's the Oregon Trail. They don't, they're not all making it. You know, and that's funny because in the in the age of video game adaptations to film and television, which we are in kind of a... A revolution of right now. We're actually starting to get some really good film, uh, video game to film adaptations. In fact, you and I talked about the Mortal Kombat movie last yes. year, which we both enjoyed, right? And I and I'm actually really looking forward to the Sonic the Hedgehog two movie that's coming out soon. The Halo TV series is coming out really soon, and we just had the Cuphead show drop on Netflix, which I've only watched a couple of episodes of, but I've actually kind of enjoyed despite my expectations. Uh, I think we're getting a lot of good points. Now, this is not an actual video no, game to no, film no. adaptation, but you're right. If they were ever to do an Oregon Trail television show, short of saying the word dysentery, this is it. It pretty much is. I mean, the all the other Oregon Trail show is that one starring the Harry Potters, uh, Miracle Workers, which is also a great show. But uh, yeah, this is such a pure Western. And I have like a new favorite person in the world as a narrator. I mean, the whole the whole show is narrated by Elsa Dutton, Isabel May. Her voice, I, 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 could, I would marry her voice. Like, I want her to narrate my life. I also have really fallen for Elsa's character in some ways. I like her as the center antagonist of this. I'm sorry, the center protagonist, really, of this show. I think she really ends up being the main focus of most of the plot lines of this show. And she is knocking it out of the park in terms of acting, the accent. Her emotions are very, 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 very real on screen. And I appreciate what she's bringing to the table for this show. I do think, however, that the narration portions of this show do get a little forced sometimes. I, I think that the exposition that she has to bring forth almost sometimes feels written by like a computer script writer like what would sound really emotional to say to the audience right now and i think that that's probably more a result of this being a cbs show and being ultimately i think probably originally produced as a cbs television show for a network and then they said you know what we can make this better if we cussed a couple times and put it onto paramount plus in order to draw subscribers which worked for me right uh, but but She's overall doing a really good job. 
her character drives me absolutely nuts. I'm going to say oh, that, that I, I, her character. I, I, and I think it's beautifully done that way. Like, I think she's supposed to make us nuts because she's making all these bad decisions. And she's, like, but she's just an 18 year old girl, just an 18 year old girl. I mean, thrown in this, in, to in the this wind. crazy world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thrown to the wind. And quite, quite, quite literally in one of the episodes. So, and I have to so say, far. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have to say, too, that they do mention it in the show. They said she's fallen in love more times in the past couple of weeks than we did our whole lives or so, something like that. You know, she is she is constantly kind of falling in love with these people that she comes across. But it does make her character kind of charming as well. And it kind of shows just how difficult this is life on this, what you called the Oregon Trail. And really, that's what it is, right? If they're going to Willamette Valley of Oregon, I mean, that's the goal. And I do like her as a character. There are this this show can be stressful for me. I think that we have kind of a a drama porn kind of situation going on. (laughs) I, I, I was thinking in my head most closely, I would probably relate this to The Walking Dead where things just continually go wrong. And the second it seems like something goes right, it goes all wrong. And then they escape one problem and they're on to the very next problem. That is kind of that is kind of a, a trap that I hope the show writers don't fall into because I'm not tired of it yet. I am I am still enthralled with this very harsh reality of what it would be like to be a pioneer on this trail. However, I really hope it's not a problem of the week type thing that we get into where it's one thing after another that these people have to go through. I do want to see some resolution and happiness for these characters. And as it's going right now, we have one episode left. I don't think that's what we're going to get for the for the finale of this season. God, I hope not. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that have been clicking through my head when watching this, especially with the narration. Um, I, it, to me, it feels like it's her writings of a diary. So, oh, yeah. So so with, with that, you, you know, when you write a diary, sometimes you don't write everything you do. So, so we are getting the highlights of all the terrible things. I say these poor people every single episode. Oh, these poor people, these poor people. They started off with such a, a huge, huge caravan. Their their numbers are not that great right now. Um, and again, it's Oregon Trail. That, 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 that's what happened in real life. But yeah, it is. They definitely type for the dramatic. There's there's whole stories I just don't care about that go on during the show. Yeah, like uh, the, the whole romance between uh, Thomas and Naomi. While it served its purpose, it's like a secondary thing off to the side that I just don't really oh, care about. Oh, I love that one. That's one of my do favorite you? little do subplots you? they have going. Yes, I do. I mean, there's something for everyone in the show. To be honest, like it, I, I, I like how you know Joseph, the the head of the this the, the immigrant community has to be strong for all these people because yeah. he's the only one. He's really the, the few who speak English. Um, yeah, and Mark Rissman playing Joseph does a really great job of portraying that. I think he's knocking it out of the park with what he's given. I mean, cause you, you could just put your, yourself in his shoes. Like the terrible, terrible people don't seem to really respect him. He's just like the, a glorified translator, but you have to respect him because he's your leader and, and the de facto leader, right? Nobody chose him to be leader, but he speaks English well enough that he has to be. It's, it, it is what it is. I mean, he speaks English well. You just nailed it. He speaks English well enough that you have to kind of listen to this guy. Um, and these people, they're, they're not all family. They don't all like each other. You know, there's constant conflict um, amongst, you know, within, within the group itself, which is why you have to listen to Shay Brennan or he'll kill you. <laughs> you know, I, I want to say, too, um, 
coming into this series, I think initial the draw being Sam Elliott. Uh, of I'm, course. I've always been a Sam Elliott fan. Tombstone's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I I love Sam Elliott, and I don't know anybody who doesn't. Um, and I think that that was the, uh, the probably Taylor Sheridan's plan. You know, now that we're nine episodes into this season, Sam Elliott really was the draw for most people to come into this show, but is not a character that people are staying for. They're coming for Sam Elliott and staying for Isabel May and staying for Tim McGraw. Uh, Sam Elliott's character has given has been given very little depth, and they've tried to explore that depth a little bit with him. But it's been dropped almost entirely within the within the most recent episodes. But we're starting to get, and I think the biggest surprise of this show for me is just how good Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are in their roles. They do play, they are a married couple in real life, have been for a long, long time. And they play a married couple, a longtime married couple in this show with two children. And the chemistry between them, the way they act with each other is so authentic. You can actually see that real life bond and love between them. It it shows up on screen, I think. And Tim McGraw especially has been putting forth his very, very best. And I think he he's acted before. I've seen him in, in projects before, but I think that this is the most I've ever been impressed with him. This is the best he's ever been. This is better than his musical career. And I actually like Tim McGraw. I have Faith Hill as well. Um, Nigh unrecognizable at first. I didn't oh know that gosh, was Faith Hill Oh my gosh, his beard is so thick and gnarly. I didn't even know it was Faith Hill at first, and I'm a, I'm a fan. Right. <laughs> it's, they, they become these characters, like, I, I'm not watching Sam Elliott, I'm watching Shea Brennan. You know, like, it's, they, they, they this is like, perfect, this is going to probably sweep the, uh, the Emmys. I think it stands a very strong chance of doing that. I think, at the very least, costuming and makeup are, I mean, shoe-ins for a series like this. Like you said, it was hard to even recognize Faith Hill at first. She's very dirty. Her hair is like curly and knotted, not made up at all. And we're and we're so used to seeing her as the as the face of country music, right? The face of the CMAs. Yeah. And here she is, looking very homely, looking ragged, and looking tough. She's got such a toughness about her, and I'm not sure that's what I expected out of a Faith Hill character, but it's what, like I said, it's what I'm staying for. I'm staying for the Tim McGraw Faith Hill Isabel May out of this show. Came for Sam Elliott, stay for the McGraws. And I'm surprised that it ended like that, but I'm happy that it is as well. No one else this show really does well. Guest stars. Oh my god. I I don't know how I wasn't going to mention the guest stars, but you are, we've had quite a few so far that have been surprising and i don't think anybody saw coming but were great just for the minute or two they were on screen that's that's the way to do it i mean that's like the old south park approach where like uh george Conley he, he voiced the dog uh they're there they serve their purpose they don't take over the episode right perfect exactly it's it's what a, it's what a cameo slash guest star should be I, i'm just so anxious for this last episode um i literally before recording this just watched episode nine uh i've been putting it off because i've been watching a lot of shows with my old man uh but yeah it, it's, it's i'm oh my god i'm probably gonna watch it again you know i don't i don't want to say who the guest stars are um one of no, them no, 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 don't, don't know yeah Great one ones. of them caught me by surprise and i didn't even recognize him at first um but as a huge first, star for, and first is, episode and is very fun not the first episode Second uh, episode. Was the second episode? Okay, the second yes. episode. Yes, in the, in, the, in the flashback, right? We're talking about yes. the same one? Yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. Yeah. I believe that's the second episode. Never um, would have guessed it. But, a, but a, big, a big fun cameo there. 
Um, but like you said, you and your dad watch a lot of Westerns. You're big fans of Westerns. Like I said, Tombstone's one of my favorite movie. I love Westerns. And every now and then I go back and watch a few of my old favorite Westerns uh, from way back in the day that I just love. And, and I think that we are having um, some really good Westerns that are made today as well that I like watching. Nevertheless, uh, Westerns are and always have been one of my favorite genres. How do you feel like this compares kind of to the greats of that genre? It's definitely more dramatic. Well, we, we already said that, but it's but it holds up. It has that, that gritty feel to it. Um, I'm, I'm someone who watched every episode of Gunsmoke with my father. I've seen every single episode of that. Uh, I'm slowly working my way through Bonanza right now. Um it's I want is better than Bonanza. It might be better than Gunsmoke. Okay, now see, and when you talk about those old westerns and those western TV shows, and especially going back into the the John Wayne Clint Eastwood spaghetti western era, right? They portray a a wild west and a cowboy that are that never are existed. hard <laughs> and tough, and and maybe never existed, but is more suited for film, right? This is a a dark and I think almost almost surreally real version of the West that we don't get to see on film a lot. And I think that's refreshing. I think the the difficult the the difficult trek that these people had to make the diseases that they would catch the animals, right? The, the snake bites that that they go through tornadoes, these types of things that really did plague the people of the of the late 1800s that lived in the West and moved out West. These are stories that you don't see and you don't hear, but were the reality of their lives. And, and I and you know, I think about maybe part of this is my my own personal culture and my own personal family history coming into this. My my own family from both my father and my mother's side are from Oklahoma originally, which was until relatively recently not a state. In fact, my great grandmother, her birth certificate doesn't even say Oklahoma. It says birthplace Indian Territory because Oklahoma yeah. wasn't a state. They had the whole run there to to, to claim land. Uh, yeah. It was the whole thing. The homestead. Yeah, and 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 my grandmother on my father's side came out not quite as early as as 1883, but kind of the early 1900s. Uh, had to move out west with just her mom and her sister. And it was kind of a from the small stories I've heard from her when she was alive, a, a kind of a very tough trek to make. And so these stories and, and especially the, the stories of the people that I'm, I'm from Las Vegas. Again, this is the, the core of the Wild West. Right. These are stories that I do feel kind of connected to, I think, genealogically and kind of finally seeing these real stories the reality of the wild west how how dirty it was how tough it was the the trek of these pioneers kind of hits home and is a refreshing take on westerns that i wasn't prepared for going into this but i've really found that i've enjoyed it's so realistic that i would buy it as historical fact if i didn't know any better uh, you know, because like I, I watch some of the older westerns, and they do mention like the, the areas all in Colorado as if like, as like the, the, the great beacons. Like they say Pueblo, Colorado. Like oh, this is, like this is somewhere we have to get to. Uh, they you know they mention Cheyenne, and I'm thinking like I've been to Cheyenne, I've been I've been to Pueblo. These aren't places you want to be. But then again, I'm to, I'm speaking through the the 2022 uh, lens. 
I, sure. It's yeah. such hard, but, but, but I've driven it. It's such hard country. I couldn't possibly imagine being on a, uh, be, being like in a wagon or on a horse. Don't get me on a horse. I'll kill the horse. I'm a big boy. Um, <laughs> you need I, a stallion. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to hunt, you know, food and I, I'm not, I, I fancy myself a tough guy. I am not tough enough to make this track. These people, like they say in the episode, you're, you know, whatever you were, you're not that anymore. You're pioneers. You, you can become something when you get where you're going. Right. That's a, that's a hard, rough life. Like it is, but it's such a, such a beautiful show. Such, such a beautiful Again, show. And, and the, the, the drive to better your life, the drive to create a better future for your kids or your family. I think that's something that all of us in, in some degree relate to. Right. And it makes this a much more relatable Western than, you know, a, a fistful of dollars. Right. <laughs> you but know, did, but you know, what does this for me? I hope it does it for you. Does it make you respect your ancestors a little bit more watching something like this? Like, Oh, it does. It, it does. And, and that's what I like about it too. It, and I will say too, it, part of a personal cultural thing for me, um, People that I go to church with do things like this. They actually dress up as like pioneers and go hiking in the desert sometimes as as part of like a I don't know if it's yearly or, or biannually. I don't know what they how often they do it, but they do it sometimes. And just to kind of realize what their ancestors had to go through. And I think seeing that and feeling that it, it does make me appreciate the the hardships that they went through so that I could live in a, you know, at least to some degree, a better life. They could have land of their own and we could we could grow up here, you know. Thank, thank you, ancestors of uh, Frank. And uh, I guess and thank you to the, Kyle. I, yeah, I, was saying, I guess thank you to the Kyle ancestors. Everything we do talk about on the show, we give a, a very stupid and utterly arbitrary rating to uh, Frank. I'm curious, how do you arbitrarily rate 1883? I want to give it an 1881 and a half out of 1883 i think it's om- i th- i think it's almost perfect there's a couple little nuanced things i would change but my god I-, I i've never been so enamored so quickly into a show that's a you know what and and that's that's high praise from you i know you like watching tv but you do like westerns you're a western person and and i think that speaks for itself that if you are a fan of westerns and you like westerns and you like sam elliott You'll come to the show. You'll stay for the McGraws. But I think this will be a show that uh, that you get into. Let the and... magical mustache guide you. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to rate this show a safe passage across a river. I love it. You know, I you don't realize how 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 harrowing rivers can be until you watch this show. It was heartbreaking to watch that whole scene. Oh, my gosh. I th- I think that's probably been the hardest scene of the show for me so far. There are some difficult scenes in this show to watch. I think that's number one for me is the river scene. I am pretty much right there with you. Like, I still think about that. Like, oh, my God. How do you how do you move on from something like that? You know, Frank, I just realized there is a character in the show that's essentially you. They hire him in the town to become the food the food truck guy. <laughs> I think he's a great character too. He's a bit oh, of a yeah. jerk. Well, he's been a bit of a jerk, but you know, it's most most cooks are. You know, you know what? You gotta be. You gotta be. He had his rules. He knew what he was about. But darn it, he made the food. You can be him. I'll be uh, who can I be? I'll be Ennis. Yes, you can be. I Ennis. like Ennis. I like Ennis. Good character. Awesome character for the show. Added some comic relief to the show that I think was desperately needed in, into some few difficult episodes. They're, they're, honestly, I don't think there's a bad character in the whole show, except for maybe no, John I don't Dutton either. Sr. But then again, he's a little kid, so I can't be too critical. <laughs> That's all the time we got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files. And thank you again, Frank, for taking the time out of your busy food truck life to be here. 
Anytime. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian. The producers are Jexac and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstoff or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.